Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Aethercast, the Caradon Overlords podcast. Um, I'm Lee, the Arcanaut Admiral, and joining me is the Lord uh, Magnate himself, Alexander Cron. Hey, how's it going? It's good, it's good. How are you? Good, yeah. Just... Good. Have you been playing much recently? Uh, no, actually, work's been keeping me pretty busy, but just catching up on painting with all my, um, Arconauts, gotta get them done sometime. Yeah. How many have you got at the moment? 120. Gotta get those, got, had to get those Skyhooks somehow. <laughs> oh, you didn't and go I just this, this chaff that's slowly getting painted, slowly getting done. Yeah. I haven't got anywhere near that many myself yet, but I've mostly converted my skyhooks. That's the smarter way of doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've only really been playing doubles recently. Um, yeah. With the Sylvaneth ally. Uh, well, same person, but he switched to death. No. Oh. <laughs> um, which I've yeah. Well, we won our the last practice game, so. That's um, possibly a good sign. At least he's not blocking my line of sight anymore. So, no. <laughs> and it was quite nice. To, uh, it was quite nice to actually want Nagash to hand a dust something rather than <laughs> to see it from the other's perspective. That was quite funny. You can definitely bring some like, ma- magic support there. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, he was playing Nagash, so that's plenty mm. of na- magic support. That's all the magic support you need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've just been painting Fundrix properties, just working on them, taking my time. Oh yeah. Well, I say taking my time. I haven't been like spending hours on them. I just haven't. Yeah. Well, that's exactly the point. I haven't spent much time on them. Like I'm not <laughs> labouring over them, but I've just been dipping in and out of them every now and then, doing like fifteen minutes here or there or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh- Contrast paints might help with that when they come out. They yeah. look pretty good. I don't, I don't know how much they help with KO. Cause, uh, with all our metallic stuff? Mm. Mm. And I think they're, they're good for like models that are mostly one colour. You know, like yeah. a squig. Something like a squig or a skink. And you they've got a lot of skin. You just do that whole, you know, the whole body. And then you just paint the details afterwards. I think that'd be yeah. pretty good. Um, Could help with fire slayers. Yeah. Oh yeah. If there's like a skin, like a skin color one, or like if you yeah. don't want to do like like the pinky skin, because to be honest, if I I haven't got any fire slayers to ally in, but if I did, I wouldn't want to do that pinky color skin because I don't think it would sit very well with my my color scheme for my KO. So I don't no, know. probably not. Different. Um. But yes, that looks pretty good. I'm not sure when it's coming out. Uh, June, I hear. Uh, is that when it's coming out in June? Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Around the Gemma's Handbook sort of time, I'd imagine. Yeah. Ooh. Really looking forward to the Gemma's Handbook. <laughs> I am as well. They're still two books now. But, uh... Hey, yeah, well, any change? Good change. I think it's still going to be one purchase, so... So... 
um, yeah, you'll buy the. I think they'll just be like the two books together wrapped in cellophane. So it's not like mm. I don't think it. I don't think it'll go up in price or anything. It might do, but non GW. <laughs> but I don't know. How would you feel if that means that points change more often, like every six months rather than once a year, or um. If, I think it'd be good uh, keeping the points more current, more relevant to the, mm-hmm. the points can be adjusted to <clears throat> a lot of the newer army books. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, they're doing they do the FAQs every six months, don't they? And I'm sure yeah, sometimes when they do them, they probably think, "Oh, we we don't need to FAQ that. That's how it's meant to work, or that's kind of that's fine. That's but they like it just needs a bit of a points adjustment, maybe. Um, yep. But then they obviously, if you wait six months, that's a long time where it's still a bit over the top, isn't it? Yeah, and has time to can can make a real difference in the in the meta. Yeah. Um, we... Do you want to jump hmm. into the news? Yeah. <clears throat> right. So. Um... Do you want to look at these? Uh, so talk about some forbidden power. Yep. Uh, right. Let me see well, if I can. Uh... It's going to have a few changes. First of all, I mean, terrain looks nice. Second oh, of all, if... allies for everybody. Let's see if I can share my screen now. Um, oh, that's kind of crazy. <clears throat> oh. So we're gonna look at these old spells. Okay. Have you seen these war scrolls? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think it's more things to look out for rather than things we're gonna use. Hmm. Basically, because of our uh, lack of magic, when. I doubt we're going to see many of them in a KO list, but it's no. definitely something we have to be aware about, aware of in future games. I think the main takeaway is any army <clears throat> you play now could have some sort of teleporting or or ridiculous movement. Yeah, uh, especially um, this this first one. Um, he can teleport a unit, and then the unit can move afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if that will be FAQ'd, though. Do you reckon, do you reckon that's intentional? Because no. the, the, the bridge, basically the bridge does it, it's no risk, um, but you're nine inches away. Um, mm. This guy is harder to pull off, comes with, uh, he kills one of your models, but then you can move afterwards. It's kind of, yeah. you pay for a, a better spell, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can never be used on things like you know you can't use him on a hero because if you guys. use him on a hero you lose your hero so yeah it's probably yeah. not worth it on the bigger units but on, like, on units of like health uh, crypt flayers and such mm. but a unit of 30 witches that's going to teleport over well, yeah I mean the trouble is is if you can get them in range because it's wholly within 3 inches um, yeah, I think someone made a, a graph of that. Uh, you can fit about 30-something, 30 32 mil bases. 
okay. and 50-something 25 mil bases. But is that if you go all the way round in a circle? and then... Yeah. Because then, That's like, that means you're putting the boat inside your deployment zone rather than outside of your deployment zone so there it doesn't get as much movement and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you did it turn one, you've got to deploy all your guys in a circle, leaving that gap, and then rather yeah. than casting it in front of that unit, you're casting it sort of in the middle of the unit, and then when he, when it moves like it's 12 inches, it won't go so far. Yeah, but the, it'll still give them an, basically an extra 12 inches, Yeah, and then they can do their normal move and run. Uh, the, I was wondering whether I could teleport 30... Arknauts with this, to be honest, because if you, you lose... could teleport the Arknauts with this, yeah, and because you don't even want to get into into combat, like the the nine inches away thing doesn't even matter. You just want to shoot, and it just means that you get basically instead of like your normal twenty eight inch threat range, you've got Jelly Boatman. Oh, hey, hi! Sounds like Hayden's just joined us. Yeah. I'm only here for a couple of minutes before my son throws up again. So, hi, guys. <laughs> hi. Uh, so, what are we talking about? Skelly Boatman. Skelly Boatman. The canoe man. Yeah, he's cool. He's broken. I don't like him. Uh, yeah. Definitely I something to look out for. I think that's going to get FAQ. That's my gut feeling, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm... well, because, I mean, like, as Alex was saying before, just... You know, just the capability to rocket like thirty witches across the board, and like you mean, yeah, they take one wound or something. But mm. oh, buddy, but mm. like you, but like you, you know what I mean? It's you know, it's just so much room for just yeah. Well, it's just the fact use. you can move afterwards. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why bother? So those same thing? thirty witch elves can get buffed up, get shot across the board, and charge something. Why you know? bother stopping you? Almost- like disembarking from the from the canoe nine inches away, if you're then going to move afterwards anyway. But there's no point having that. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably not the only mistake they've made on one of these war scrolls either. Really? Yeah. Um, no, yeah. When we get to the net, get to it, I'll point it out. Um, so I think, but even if even if it is so that you, you does get changed, so you can't move afterwards, I think. There is potential there if you can get enough Arconauts around the base to teleport it because you get all your pistols in range as well. Then, yeah, and you can, yeah, true. But do you really want to be putting, you know, let's say a 40 block of Arconauts, even a 20 block of Arconauts, you know, potentially that far up so they can just get mulched by something by if they get the charge off? Let's say it doesn't necessarily be. Thunderers, but let's take Kron's Cancon uh, list, for example, and he was dropping yep. a frigate with Thunderers mm. and just shooting a load of stuff as a distraction. Yeah, true. And you could do the same thing, but you're not spend- spending 240 points on a frigate, you're spending uh, 140 points on a wizard and however much this spell is, which is 60 yep. or 80, I can't remember which one this one is. So Ooh, that's cheaper, cheap. and you it's cheaper, and then you've got an unbind as well, um, yeah. and other spells. So you, there's this potential there just as a distraction, or if you want to just take off a key piece from your enemy and to have that threat range. No, 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 stay away from that. 
And the other I'm thing so I wanted was sometimes when I deploy my Arcanauts, if I've got a big block, I don't always know where to deploy them because I want to deploy them to threaten something. Uh, I'd say deploying your Arcanauts, uh, you want to keeping them safe is more important than threatening something. Yeah. The enemy will sometimes walk in the range. Yeah, sometimes there's a key thing that you want to kill early and you kind of want to know where it's going to be and not knowing where that... So you just you might, you might put your Arcanauts in the middle, but then if they deploy that key piece on one side, you can just move... You don't have to move forwards. You could just teleport them sideways and then still use their 24-inch threat range to pick something off from from a distance, but you just move your threat, you know. Cause it's yeah. Got, it's quite a big move. Um, by the time you, you know, you take the three inches um, when you disembark as well. Well... That could be quite useful for that. Yeah. Um... Is if you if you don't want to take, the, you're taking the incantor at that point, or or a mercenary possibly, but we haven't oh. got onto mercenary. We'll, we'll leave mercenaries for for a second. Let's just assume. It's <laughs> <no chance. laughs> you ready for the ghoul <laughs> You ready for the ghoul medal? No, I'm not ready for the gold meter. I'm not ready for people to take nine flayers and a, like a fire slayer list. And it's like mortal wounds for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, don't get me started, please. I'll, I won't stop. Right. <laughs> well, the question what were you going to say, Alex, about the about what? the encounter? Oh, so you, basically, you're taking the encounter, which means you're not taking advocators, essentially. You're not taking a screen. Yeah. You're yeah. going to miss out on that screen. Oh, you could. Yeah. Have you guys talked about the Bobo list yet? I'm so, so sorry, I'm standing a bit. No, uh, we have to. Do no, that we're we're thinking of leaving that towards the end. Okay, so yeah. not easy. Um, we're we're quickly do. Uh, once we go for the um, spells or oh, the forbidden power, I will. I I know yeah. roughly what's happening at Bobo, so I'll quickly. Well, I can say it now, actually. I'm oh, sick. Uh, Gary Percival is two and one at the moment. He lost to Idenef in his second game. Um, oh, in, what a penis. In places of arcane power. So, with you know, big, big unit heels off the board. Oh, well, then it is. Um, I, I don't really know what's happening with anyone else. Um, but, you know, Gary... Yeah. Bit, yeah. And... I've had a I had a quick look look through the through the KO list, but I don't yeah, I don't know if there's any other KO players that would be I mean there might be. You never know. Hopefully. Maybe, you know, some doing well. We'll find out yeah. tomorrow, I guess. Right. Should we yeah, look at the next yeah, one? I know. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, the ne- the next one. I've no idea what the other ones do. Uh well this one's very oh. similar. It's the bridge. Although it's the bridge. Before we look at the war scroll, just look how much that model goes over the off the base. Uh, yeah, it does. Like, like if you've got to fit a certain amount of models around that, that's got to impact it. I mean, our little dwarfs will probably be short enough to go under it, but 
Yeah, I mean, like, yes, if you're yeah, to, like, yeah. try and get, like, yeah, as I said, nine crap players around it, I mean, yeah. Mm. Um, yep. So it's the boatman, but slightly more toned down. Yeah. Well, you get six inches around it as well instead of three inches, so you can get more stuff over it. Have and an you, easier time of it. Yeah, and you can move more than one unit. So you could move um, like a hero and a unit or or two units over the bridge if you wanted. Yeah, and it actually works on heroes as opposed to the boatman. Mm. Oh, one thing about both of these is um, when when you set them up again, like you don't have to set them up in front of the spell. So you might set them up behind the spell and um, basically then the spell is like a big wall in the way of them being charged. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's like a screen that can't be killed. And I don't know if your opponent can move these. I'm assuming not. Maybe with the... I don't know really how that work with the uh, canoe guy because... He moves in the movement phase. I don't know if he moves between turns. Mm. Whether your opponent will be able to move him. Where's my brush? No, but I'm, I'm afraid they, they might be e- pretty easy to just walk around. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's never like going to be perfect. It's just, but even if it stops, you know, five models getting into combat or something, it's something, isn't it? To be aware of that you can do. Which is it's kind of. A, Unique to KO because anyone else is going to be trying to use them to get into combat, whereas we're yeah, just pop out and shoot with me. Yeah, um, it might be something to try. Yeah, so because yeah. this one's only 20 points cheaper, isn't it? I think. Don't mind me, I'm just scrubbing my son's vomit off the floor. <laughs> Ooh. Don't have get What was that? Is it easier to cast uh, the uh, the bridge? This one is a the six. bridge. Hmm. How, how, how much was a skelly boatman? Oh, they're both a six. Oh. Right. Ah. I mean, you can send a, you can send a hero over the bridge. So that's uh, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, if you've got an army where you've got like um, a slow monstery thing or something, that could be quite useful. Yeah. Oh, I mean, can we I'd be looking... can we set a ship over the bridge? Is it dependent on base size? Well, it's six inches away. Only have been six. So I don't know if you get the a frigate or an ironclad base sideways onto it. Maybe you can send the whole uh, you ship could over. Do it. Send the whole ship over and then disembark everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You, when do you send it over? At the start of the hero phase? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's not at the start and you can't disembark anything at all. Where's he gone? Where's uh, disappointing. I think he's... Uh, oh, it's in the movement phase. So there'd be no point doing it at all. No, no. No. Okay. 
it's looking at this one then. Oh, this hey, is um, the one with, that I think has got a mistake on it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say, Hayden? I was just going to ask, um, just back on Skelly Boatman. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep calling them that, by the way. Um, so, what? how far did you need to be wholly within for the unit to be, 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 able to be transported? How far three, was it? Three. Three inches. So yeah. I couldn't – oh, that, that sucks. I'm saying I could maybe put a 30 block of – um. Or a half, uh, sorry, I'm half cover berserkers around, and then just fucking blah. Yeah. You technically not. can. You technically can. End of ten, you know, because they're two wounds each, so it doesn't really matter. So, uh, someone made a uh, a graph of exactly how you, uh, how you can do it, and it was thirty something, um, thirty two mils, or fifty something, uh, twenty five mils at maximum. Gross. That's with completely surrounding this thing. Mm. Yeah, but I'd, I'd still have to take an allied. What is it in a fire slayer list? Mm. So yeah, kind of a hard one. But anyway, that's for another time. Um, we have to take an allied. He's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so not fluffy. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Anyway, but, carry but, on. In your fire slayers, Hayden, you can just use a rune smiter. No, but he's not a wizard. No, but no, you can just deploy them off the table and then drop them down. Why would you need to use the spell to, to teleport them? Because it's cool. And what else? That's the only reason. Do? It's cool. Because uh, it's a skeleton boatman. That's why. <laughs> yeah, just because it's a skelly boatman. Running around like just transporting random dudes for death, you know. So it's, you know, mm. you know what's annoying is everyone seems to be getting boats these days. Haven't they? I mean, we've already got boats, but all the, all what? these new boats keeps coming out. There's a, there's a skull boat, and the uh, the Iden F got their shipwreck. It's because um, Shaiish is like their new world. Yeah, you know, what I mean, they all have to colonize it. Yeah. You know, and you know, and plunder its riches. <laughs> Need more care about. Well, we need the ones we got to be better, but um, yes. Anyway, the horror guard. I think there's a mistake uh, in this one because you can't move it after you set it up. Oh, really? So it's well, yeah, like normally they have an ability that says, "Oh, whenever you cast this, you can immediately make a move with it." Yeah, and it doesn't have that. Mm. And so what that means is you set it up wholly within 12 and then anything within 12 gets affected by it. So what you do is you cast it and then you debuff your caster and any models next to it. Yeah. So you debuff your own army with this first. Mm. It's not great. I've got another off-topic question again. I'm sorry yeah. about this, but where's Dan? Isn't he supposed to be here? But Dan, Dan has got a child that he's looking after that isn't throwing up. <laughs> well, that's fuck. No he's excuses. But anyway, carry on. He's watching. He's in the live chat, or he was in the live chat. Oh well, that's um, what it is. But anyway, yep. Yeah, sorry. Continue with these fucking spells for for burden bullshit. Yeah. I don't see myself 
be using this one. No, no. no. Skelly Boatman is better. I mean, I don't know how much this is. I think this is probably the cheapest, so like 40 or something, but I can't see any reason yeah. to take it. I mean, it's minus one to bravery, um, or minus two if they're even closer. But, yeah. I mean, maybe there'd be something with an ear buster hmm. in Monar. But oh, yeah. You'd really, you're really playing for it. Like, it seems to be a bit yeah. like, like a... A wizard and an ender spell just to do that. It's going to be very situational. <laughs> um, Time to risk giving my son some water. Here, boy. So, what's the next uh, one? The Is it that fucking shard of Valagar? Shardy yeah. McShard face? No. Or somebody. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this one's easy to cast on a five. Um, oh, yeah. And then you can't. You put. You place one, and then you place the other. It's like two models. One millimeter uh, wide. What? Where are you reading that? Well, I can't remember what this one does. Look at the abilities. Uh, oh yeah, it's this one. It's the one where you draw a line between the. There's two models. You draw a line between the two models. Yeah. Uh, and if a unit is, if the line goes over a unit, they half the movement characteristic. So Ooh. basically, now everybody has got a rat trap. And it's not as subtract good as a one from hit rolls that attack. Sorry, yeah. that unit makes. Yeah. Ooh. That's a nasty one. Yeah. yeah. That could be pretty nasty. It's not going to be easy to get models under it, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's like a millimeter wide. It's like, why? What? <laughs> oh, that's just because yeah. line. Uh, they don't want a, a thick line. It's just a, a, a standard beam. Yeah, mm. they basically say it's like a millimeter wide to, so like, so people don't go, oh, yeah, I've drawn a line. That's like the whole... It's so you basically go, oh, you get the two closest points of the models and then, like... It's, they do that with all the other side ones that uh, draw a line, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, I thought, oh. yeah, I do think it's going to be very easy to get a unit under that. When you compare it to, like, the yeah. rat trap where you can cast it within like 26 inches off the caster and then you put three down and then they just have an aura of effect yep um it's not as good as that but it it it, it it's act, it is going to be something we really need to look out for because negative modifiers for hit is basically what kills us yeah 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 um and there's loads of them about i mean I think you just have to be prepared for negative modifiers to hit in general, don't you? Because I think pretty much any army can dish them out now. And if you're playing in the realms, there's yeah. realms spells that have them. Ooh, the realms are just nasty. Yeah. Uh, um, rather than moving these between turns, you just pick one of them up and then reposition it. 
Oh, they just kind of slinked on off each other. So they're kind of like they can leapfrog around the table. Yeah. Once they're on the table, that could be like quite devastating. That's kind of fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't see myself really. Maybe with one of those two movement ones, I I reckon I could. You could piece something together, but I'm not sure if it's worth all the hassle. We've already got our movement shenanigans. We don't need any more. Yeah. Well, the the only thing is potentially because it's potentially cheaper. I'm not sure they're cheap enough. Like, if it works, the one that will work is going to be the 80 point one, potentially, then. You're at 220 points when you add in a caster, and at that point, you might as well just have a frigate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't cost an ally slot, and it's already fitting with your army. Yeah, it doesn't increase your drop count, so um, yeah, not, it, not, not to be used by us, just to be uh, looked out for oh, by us, yeah. Keep an eye out for them and know what they do so that if someone does use them. Because the other thing with these is, like with the other endless spells, for the next couple of months, people will be trying them out and using them. Yep. And so they get a lot more play soon. And then they'll die off a bit, I think, won't they? When people pick up which ones uh, had deal with them. Yeah. Um, and then... for blocking off um the usefulness with the button. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't remember which article the penumbra entrance uh, was on. Um. I, I so is, is that it? Um, with and with the new stuff, the new ender spells and the allies for well, everybody. There's a scenery piece. Um. I don't want to talk about all the other scenery, but the one that you can take as part of your army. Oh, yeah. Ha! So, it's 100 points is the first thing you probably want to know. It's not free. Yep. Um, and it can do... Basically, it can do two different things, but it depends what you roll at the beginning of the... I can't remember when you roll. It's like at the beginning of the turn. So, it either gives you an extra command point... Or it gives yeah. you re-roll, say, rolls of one. And it's for stuff within 12 inches. What, re-roll hit rolls and such? No, re-roll save rolls of one. Oh. Attacks at target units wholly within 12 inches. Um, so it's, mm. basically, it's basically a free Mystic Shield. Yeah. Um, or... On a roll of four to six, if you have a hero within 12 inches of it, you get an extra command point in that turn. Okay. So you get... Hmm. I, I can don't see think some it's armies been... using it. It'll I don't think it's going to be us. No, no, but it's going to be something that other people will use, I think. Other armies. Yeah. Because the thing is, we don't really have... Command spam or to really use. We do have no. a couple, but like if you build your list around them, like you might have them. 
Um, but yeah, they're not yeah. especially late game because the thing is because it's on a a roll of four to six. It's maybe it's basically fifty fifty whether you get it. Yep. So you can't even plan around it. Like you might, you might get it, but you might not. So you're not really guaranteed having any extra command points until later in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like you rolled a couple of times, and then you might have built built some up. So it's not like you can even say, "Oh, I won't take a command point or build one." <laughs> have that instead. Because this thing is worth. This thing is worth two command points. Yeah, it costs two command points anyway. You can you could take this or you could take just two command points. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just not a few um, seizures. Okay. And then Reroll save rolls of one. Cancer. Is, uh... Doesn't matter. Really yeah, it's, it's not great. Not for us anyway, with saves of five plus and four plus around going everywhere. Nah. I'm um, so sorry, team. I just realized that we were still on the podcast. I was just talking to the Muslims about right. giving my son anti nausea pills. <laughs> Fuck, that's embarrassing. Uh, anyway, right. continue. <laughs> uh, we're just talking yeah, about the number entering the, the terrain piece. Oh, yeah. Um, the thing off Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like. I kind of like it aesthetically because it kind of looks like uh, it's a load of cogs and stuff, isn't it? It would fit, Gao. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be cool for a Stormcast army thematically, just because it's Sigmarite and shit. But apart from yeah. that, we're just yeah, saying what it does is not that great because it costs a hundred points. Yeah. And yeah, I mean. Any terrain piece that you have to pay points for, you have to look at. I mean, it has to be really worth it. Mm. And it obviously isn't, so fuck it. Right. Should we move on? Should we? Oh, there's no point talking yeah. about the other terrain pieces, really. Cause they're just, it's just no. really, And really, they just have, like, inspiring or something else. Or there's, like, the one where if you roll a six, something happens. But yeah. no, they're not really game changing. Let's say expansion isn't um, a required buy for a character on Overlord's player. No, just yeah. if you want, if you want to go into those allies. What one thing I would say about the new scenery is it's going to affect our shooting because uh, first of all, they block they just block line of sight anyway because they're quite big. I don't know how tall they are. Um, and, and our dwarves are very small. But our dwarves are short. And the other thing is they're obstacles. So even if something's behind it and not fully hidden, they get covered even if they're not on it from shooting. Because yep. it's an obstacle. So, um, yeah. It's, I mean, we've got the Ren to deal with cover bonus anyway. But it's just an extra thing to be aware of. It just could mean yeah. it could be very easy for people to hide whole units of forty models behind one of these to, and be out of line of sight. Mm. No, you could put like a whole unit of ghouls, couldn't you, behind there, and we wouldn't be able to see them. I don't think. 
Uh, maybe a standard. Like if something's got a stand, like they've got a standard bearer in the army, we just shoot at that one standard bearer. And then, because yep. of the wounds will spill over. And the whole unit is around him. Yeah. And they won't want to take that model off because that's the one that gives them the bonus. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So, turns out Age Sigma isn't the most realistic game. No. Do we want to risk triggering Agent and talking about mercenaries? Ah! <laughs> oh, My son just looked to me very strangely, but um, <laughs> if you guys really want to, I think it'll be a good idea. I mean, I'll try and control myself from right. losing my mind, but yeah. It's all right. Class layers. Class layers are, are fluffy. Mm. Well, yeah, but why? Why would you mercenary in the fireside when you can just ally them in and keep your command point? Because yeah, let's no just say... That um, like so, the buffs that the fire slayers get aren't actually that bad. I think it's like plus one to hit. Oh yeah, because they get buffs, don't they? If they're yeah, yes, but yeah. from turn three, um, you get minus one bravery every turn, which doesn't really matter, really. Because hmm. I mean, like, if you're allying anything in, it's going to be half guard berserkers. Because even a unit of ten can do some really bad badass damage. Mm. And maybe even a rune smiter, so you can pop them up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, to, like, let's just un- unpack this a bit, just to because, like, so like some people might not actually know how this works. So basically, yeah. um, they take up and any each unit you you that you mercenary in takes up an ally slot as normal, yeah. like, as if they're an ally and they cost towards your ally points. So you're limited to one in four one in four units and to four hundred points in a two thousand point game. And and you can't spend like it's the same pool of points. Uh, so you can't yeah you can't have four hundred points of allies and four hundred points of mercenaries. Yeah. Um, that, that then, would be something. Yeah. Which is kind of what I I, I thought it was gonna be. And then what I didn't expect was you lose your command point in your in the first turn of the game. You don't gain that free one you get at the beginning of your hero phase. Yeah, which is what which. So basically, it's a bit of a pause. It's basically it's almost like a fifty point tax, or like it depends. Like if you don't like, like I said, we a minute ago we don't actually have. A huge amount of command abilities we need to use. We don't really need it, no. I mostly build one into my list just because I want one for Battleshock if I don't want to take the first turn. Like, that's the only time, that's when I normally. Battleshock and running six is what I use them for. Really. Yeah. Or Brock and Brock's command ability, but then I'll probably only use that once a game. So you wouldn't um, want to do it with block, but there's other ways you do it. Yeah. Um, but what? So, but then do that. The mercenary units also get bonus abilities, don't they? And I can't remember what these are. So, do you remember Hayden? I'm sorry, say again. Do you remember what what the bonus abilities the mercenaries get? 
Um, so it's different depending on what faction you take. So if you're taking Fire Slayers, yeah. it's uh, one plus to hit um, yeah. on all their attacks, um, which is pretty gross when, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some integral buffs, I don't remember exactly, that already give you like one pluses to hit and one pluses to wound and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. the downside, because there's always the downside to playing each, is, um, is apart from the you lose a command point in the first turn, um, is that after turn three for Fire Slayers, they lose one bravery from turn three, I believe, yeah. if that's what I remember correctly. Um, and All the right. Flesh Eater Courts, I don't actually remember what the buffs were, apart from the fact that you can just take fucking Flesh Eaters. <laughs> yep. Wasn't there something about how they have to be close to your general as well? Oh, yes, yes. So, sorry, oh. there, that's right. Um, yeah, so they can't be out of within like six inches or some of that of your general? So, uh, what, yeah. What happens if they are? Um, I'm pretty sure they st- still get that one plus to hit buff. I- I'm not too sure. Um, I'll have to think about it. I- I'll, so sorry. Uh, I- I'll have to go back and watch TMG's yeah. pre- preview. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, um, and for flesh eaters, yeah. Um, yeah. So there are also other restrictions. So if you're playing fire slayers, so, so sorry. So if you're putting a fire slayer mercenary unit into your into your army um you can't take auric room fathers oh sorry all yeah, right yeah you yep so you just can't take, take them at all yep or everything else is the all... Vorstag, wasn't it you can't take any yeah. of the Vorstag, um yes which is I you can't cannot remember. take Vorstag, you can only have... take greyford yeah there's because there's a couple of things that actually have that on their war scroll isn't there yeah I think it's like, All right. um, what can we call it there? Well, there's something that has it as standard, isn't there? So some fire would, slayers yeah. still have honor. Pardon me? Some fire slayers still have honor and won't ally with people. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that just annoys me. Um, but yeah, um, and for Flesh of the Courts, the, the only restriction is that you cannot take um, Terror Geists or Zombie Dragons. Apart from that, yeah. you can take oh. everything else. Yeah. Which means oh. you can take the courtiers mm-hmm. that summon, and the archregent mm-hmm. that summons. Well, the, yeah. Yeah, so the you, you could potentially have. I'm, I'm sorry. The courtiers don't summon; they just bring models back from the dead. But the there is one that summon. does, though. There is one that does summon dudes. Is there? Even I just that... tr- yeah, I'm just trying to remember who it was. But um, I think it's the Ghoul King, though, isn't it? I don't think it's a courtier. The um, Ghoul King and the Arch Region can both bring in um, up to 20 serfs, which is essentially yeah. ghouls. Um, and hold on, I'll have a look. Because I think the Ghoul King can only bring in 10. Like, the Ghoul King brings in less stuff than an Arch Region. Yeah, I'll have a look. Um, Do flesh it a card, spin. Um, yeah, yeah. So the Ghoul King can bring in 10 serfs. Mm-hmm. And. The Arch Regent, wherever he is. Yep, so you can either bring in. Um, this is sorry. Um, so, he, so he can either bring in three knights or 20 serfs. Yeah. So he could potentially bring in like, you know, like three more Crypt Flutters to add to the nine you've already brought. Yep. Can you, could you Which afford you can't nine? Bring nine? Because it's out of the points, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, you could probably fit maybe a unit of three and, and an archery region, and then that'll probably just yeah. be under or, 400 points. Or you just bring two arch regents, and then they both summon in quick flight. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and you just keep doing it. 
But yeah, you can only do it once per game. It doesn't it say that. Like a, it does. It says oh, something no, like no, that you hasn't can. already You can only do it once per game. Are you it sure says something like that hasn't. It's like halfway down the li- the wording. It says yeah. something that hasn't already used the ability this game or something. Rules don't get used as common. It's not that bad. Oh yeah, and has not used it before in the in in, in the battle. Okay, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Got it. But the but key either way, is, that's still pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. The key thing is it costs a command point, ah. which you don't gain because which you're you don't taking have. mercenaries, which you don't have unless you've got a battalion or you've saved fifty points in your list. So there's, if you want to summon stuff, then it's like there's a fifty point tax almost. Yeah. Um. So that that makes it harder to use, yeah. Mm. Well, it makes it harder to disabuse the summoning with them. Like you could still just put in a load of flares in into your army or a load of ghouls if you wanted. Mm. Either way, I don't um, like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's potentially something there with the with with the arch regents because they're double casters and double unbinders. For two oh yes, exactly. And then, so you're, you've got a 200 point double caster, and they're going to bring in a 170 point unit at some point. Because you don't have to bring them in turn one. You could wait and bring them in turn two or three. Like, if you're playing knife to the heart, and you, well, not actually, no, not knife to the heart, because the uh, uh, objective's right in the middle and they have to be within six inches of the table edge. But if you're playing something and you someone leaves an, uh, an objective weak at the end of the game, then bring them in on turn three or four. Can someone a quick well, unit of 20 gold? And because we don't use many command points, that's actually quite good for us. Like, we don't use many command abilities, so we, we you might have built I always up have some command, command points. So, but I, I do agree with Hayden. I think it's not super fluffy. No, I think and the only, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's going to make me sad to see everybody with these things. With arch regions, like, yeah. Well, that's what with... I'm the most angry about is the fact that you know is that for some armies it's just going to synergize so well in competitive play that it's going to be stupid not to take it, and then you're just going to keep mm. seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's yeah, I just don't nah. Well, the other thing is there's the GHB is coming up. Um, so do, do we think arch regions will go up in price? I almost guarantee it. Because the thing is, they've already printed it, so they, 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 they can't wait to see if suddenly loads of people start taking them. So then the argument is, like, would they have just put it up or had Arch Regents higher in price to be, begin with? Because like, they knew they were doing this. Have they already printed yeah. it? Well, they printed it now, Hell haven't yeah. they? Like, yeah. Oh, I assume they have. Like, they've announced it. Yeah, I no. Um, yeah. It's, not, it's not going to be like... They're going to wait two weeks and then start putting the GHB. They're not. They're mm. going to wait to see if suddenly everyone starts adding arch regents to the list. And the trouble is, is they don't want with with all this mercenary stuff. Is I, I thought they'd have separate points for them, like so they just have like a war scroll for like a, a mercenary unit with different points, and then oh yeah. And then that way you can keep it separate to their whole army, like the army they're normally from. 
but they're just using the normal points values, which means, yeah. like, just because they're really like they're really good at for allying in, like you don't want to just nerf them so much that then they're, they're no good in their normal army. I mean, I mean, to be honest, maybe arch regents could stand to go up in a flesh eater quartz army anyway. Bearing yeah. in mind, they will summon in for yeah. free um, a hundred and seventy point units anyway, and they're so double they're cast basically hundred points. points cheaper. Yeah. So, yeah, they're basically. Um, for, are they hundred and seventy points players? Yes. Or are they 100? I'm fairly. I yeah. think I've, some reason I've got 170. Yep, Crypt Flares are 170 points. Okay, yeah. So they're basically a 30 point double caster. Yep. Yep. That lets you teleport a unit of Crypt Flares. Because you can put that unit of Crypt Flares on the opposite side of the board. He's not. A, he's not a pushover in a close combat either. He can. He can take a, a small unit. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing though. Um, yeah. Un- uh, yeah. Arknauts can kill two in the fir- in the first turn of your game. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> As I did the other night. <laughs> and I we're, love- we're a good <laughs> matchup against Flesh Eater Courts. Yeah. Fuck's sakes. Huh? Right. Should we talk about some lists? Yes. Nasty things. Is there any other news? Uh, oh, I mean, I guess for Australian viewers, uh, Sydney GT's uh, player pack came out and it's a two and a half thousand point tournament this time. Yeah, I love it. And that's a pretty major tournament. So, yeah. So... Um, that. We're going How to have to many think games of, is it? Is it five games or six? Five games. It's not CanCon. It's only five games, but it's two days at yeah. big venue in Sydney. Um, and Are you going? We're going to have to start thinking about the 2,500-point meta. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, an extra 500 points means the games will take a bit longer, won't they? Yeah, it also means you have to take an extra um, uh, a battle line. Yeah, but you get yeah. I mean, you get still roughly four hundred points to spend more on your the rest of your army. Well, my question is: Is it worth taking a second unit of us a second big Arcanaut unit? Well, having having two two big Arcanaut yeah. units, possibly. I mean, have you have either of you kept an eye on the the Facebook group today? Yeah, Me? people still really like. The th- people still trying to test out test out the triple um big Skyhawk unit. Yeah, but I think no um, one has the money to do that, so no one's actually done it yet. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I don't think it actually has the legs in a two thousand point game to you know you can't go and get get objectives. No, it, it's a, it'll be very immobile. You're just yeah. going to have to shoot the enemy and then hope that you. Hope you do it quickly enough that you can walk out in turn three or four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in two thousand five hundred points, yeah, maybe two big units. Um, could work. Or uh, you know, four 
Two or three, four iron pads. Stop it, four stop it. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, although the other thing you could do, Colin, is you, you could change your, your frigate to an ironclad drop and put in 20, 20 thunderers. 20 thunderers, yeah. 18 engine riggers. 18 is not enough. <laughs> At 2,500 points, you could have like, I don't 20 know, like. Oh, I mean, you could you can fit twenty something in a in a two thousand point. You could fit a lot. You could fit yeah. a, you could fit thirty thirty, I reckon. Uh, the problem is, you still need to have four units of Arconauts in two, in two and a half thousand points. Yeah. Oh, just take them in tens. You'd be right. Oh, although the bit another big thing is allies that increase to five hundred points. Mm. So what? Five hundred points of allies. Five hundred yeah, points we... of evocators. There you go. Well, when is this tournament? Uh, in October. Okay, so Ooh. the GHB would have come by then, and evocators yeah. would have gone up by then. So you'll just keep your normal evocators, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can't plan really now until the GHB no. comes out. We might even have a new book, uh, but uh, mm. yeah, I hope maybe, maybe, yeah. But yeah, that's it for news. Um, okay. Lists. Okay, let's look at the list. Can you all see these lists? Let's zoom in on this a bit more. I can see your list. Right. Is it big Personal enough? Class class? Yeah. I call it. The, I wanted a just a clown car list to show, so I figured, mm. why not? Why not steal one of Gary's? <laughs> right. So. Wait, why am I watching on YouTube? Anyways, sorry. So this this is basically the one he took to Justice series. Yeah. Um, just as an example, as a, a clown car list. Eighteen um, engine riggers. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so let's talk about clown car and how that works for anyone that doesn't really. Know how Clown Clown works. Um, Go forth. So basically, the the concept is that you have a ship, and you basically have your minimum battle line, and you then pile everything else into your ship, so you can be low drops. And then the way it will have has to work now, because they nerfed the move in the hero phase, is that you just use the Aphis Berkendrins, which you get from being Barrack Zilfin Allegiance, to drop that ship somewhere on the board and pile everything out like a clown car. That's why it's called the clown car. Yeah. Um, um, what I think Gary typically does, and I think is the, probably the, the, the smart way of playing it, is you put it on a flank and you put it on your opponent's weak flank and then basically everything has to slowly come the long length of the board towards you while you shoot them. Yeah. Um, yep. and we talked about this list already on another show, so one thing we, we have... didn't pick up that much was the, the Deus Arcanum. Mm. Well, we talked about it a little bit, which is, I think that was just to basically so you could get the encounter forwards and um, for unbinding shit. 
and the Thermal Rider cloak, which is basically so the chemist can get keeping range of the riggers, partially for the for the buff, but also to, if he needs to to give them battle shock immunity. Yeah, yeah. I think the Thermal Rider cloak is a smart pick. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's not an obvious thing to pick, but once you once you start playing it. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's really handy to have that chemist close to the riggers, so that, like, if you do want to stop them running, you can. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of points invested in those riggers, really. Yeah, there is. Mm. It's it's the same as a um as a forty man Arcanaut blob. Uh, well, thirty oh, man. It's wise. Because there's nine riggers, so it's a thirty man. Oh. Oh, then he's only yeah. 30 yeah. man. Although, yeah, I mean, when you build your 40-man Arcanaut unit, you're only really investing 360 points because you don't have the choice about the first 120 points, do you? You're taking that anyway. No. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's a clown car. Um, uh, spoiler alert for later in the show, that's not Gary's current list. He's moved away from it, so obviously he doesn't feel that has the legs that much at the moment um, for play. I, what? I, I'm still wary of it because of the all the eggs in one basket thing. Yeah. Um, if the clown car alpha spike doesn't work, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, which is why you normally put it on, on a weak flank so it has the best success of working. Um, the best chance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the the other interesting thing is when we talked about uh, Zilfin last show, I said about total yep. commitment being an issue. Um, yeah, but actually, I've thought about that more since, and I I reckon if total commitment was in a in like a tournament pack, I would still potentially clown car if I was running a clown car list because if you've got Fleet Master. You still got the option. You still can just move your whole army to like another flank if you want to. Yeah, that's true. Like you can, um, you can still do some interesting things for that. Um, yeah. But the essential thing with this list is you have minimum forces in your deployment zone, and you put a large amount of force in one place. Yeah. Um, I hope that overwhelms the, the opponent. Yeah. Um, so if we move on to this, does this look familiar? Uh, oh, hang on. It's gone over the Hayden screen. I can't see it. Oh, what was it? Not... Oh, here we go. Uh, am yeah, I no, not, um, is it not, um, whatchamacallit? The Crondrop. Is it not? Um, Never seen it. Anchored on my screen. Yeah. Um. um I don't know. No, it, it switches over to Hayden sometimes. Oh really? Sorry to say, it's, yeah. it was probably because my son's and mum making noises in the background. Oh uh, yeah, but I thought I had it locked on me. Yeah. Hang on. Let me just double check because that's right. Presenting to everyone. I don't know. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Uh, let's just get, carry on. 
um, yeah, so this is your your list. Well, look, uh, I don't know. Oh, shit, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, whoever, whoever thought of this is an idiot. Yeah. Um, did you want to explain explain it then, Alex? Um. All right. Well, it's 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 a bit of a clown car, but it's also a gun line. Um. Really, we're trying to uh have more than one threat at one at a time. Um. Mm. So you set up the gun line. Arcanauts at the back. A big Arcanaut blob at the back. Um, then the evocators in front of that. Then the ten mans is screening both the evocators and the gun line. Uh, chemist is with that. Then you got the frigate and the fourteen thunderers, um, and the chemist inside that, which will come down, shoot something, be big and threatening and distracting, and hopefully split your enemy's forces, yeah. allowing your arcanauts and the um to. Take them off one by one. Yes. Uh, Evocators are a really good uh, magic and combat threat. Right? C- combat threat. Um, thunderers can do their thunder thunder slingshot to take off enemy uh, objectives, especially knife to the heart. It's hilarious when that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, we we kind of discussed this a bit last show didn't we how it works I think we discussed it most shows yeah well I think the the thing that's important about it from my perspective is just the interaction of having the evocators with the Arcanaut unit and the fact that the Thunderers can run away in the combat phase yeah but just because no win yeah, no, it's a no-win situation if they want to attack both units. Like, because one has to... Like, if you fight the Thunderers first, then you get hit by the Evocators. Um, and if you fight the Arcanauts first, then the Thunderers oh, the escape. Yeah. Thunderers get away. So, yeah. So, essentially, this is the bulk of your forces being in your deployment zone. And then a yep. distraction, isn't it? Yeah, and um, then you really need to you need to be aggressive. Turn three and four and push out with um, your stuff in your deployment zone. Yeah. Otherwise, you are not going to have the bodies to take objectives. No. Yeah, because you haven't got much movement in there other than the frigate. No. Um. um when when we get to the Evocators with their five-inch move. (laughs) (laughs) They got big boy legs. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Out of interest, if uh, Sky Wardens went back down to 100, would you take take two units of six with Sky Pikes to sit where the Evocators do? Hell Mm. yeah! Or maybe maybe have one of them as a unit of six and one of them an Evocator unit. So you don't lose an, an unbind. Probably tenants. that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> because then you've got some twelve-inch movement, haven't you? And they are, you know, they're dwarves. So, you, you, you know, you, you're going back to the theme. You want mm. dwarves. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
Well, something I've been trying to think about recently is trying to combine this list with the traditional clown car list. Um, but basically, it, it already done, it already is that, isn't it? Well, no, but I want to do like so. This is the main part of your force, like the most most of your force is concentrated in your deployment zone, and then you drop a distraction. And like, right. what I want to try and figure out how to do is have a distraction in your deployment zone, deployment and zone. then hmm. and then then drop a massive force like you do with a clown car on a flank or something, but still have that other that other unit that's a big enough threat because it's shooting twenty four inches or whatever and can take stuff out that they think shit. I've got to deal with that as well. And I'd be trying I'd to say, take out the evocators. Just have that big 40-man blob. Don't even put a chemist with it. Just the sight of a 40-man blob. Um, yeah. To scare people, I guess. Yeah, because that's the issue I've been having is you need to um, have, like, it's so tempting, like, once you invest those points into those articles. Just keep investing. So, yeah, to then have a chemist with them. And also, like, you need some way of making them Battleshock immune once they do... I mean, actually, if you're thinking they're just a distraction, then maybe you don't need to make them Battleshock immune. But... No, the whole point is your opponent... Yeah, you, you bait your opponent into investing more points into the, killing them than they're actually worth. Yeah. Although the thing is, they're probably on an objective if they're in your deployment zone. So you probably do need to keep them alive if you did that. Yeah. Um... I haven't been able to figure it out. I haven't been able to figure out how to make the points work and keep the drop count how I want it to be. Um, because basically, I view Flesh Eater Courts as a gatekeeper army and I don't want to be outdropped by it. Because if you are going to have a sizable unit in your deployment zone, you don't want, you don't want a, a dragon to kill it first turn. Yeah. And, you do, and also, I don't just want them summoning loads of stuff first turn either oh so you'd actually go first against flesh eater courts uh, it depends it depends where their arch regents are and stuff like that hmm. um, like because i don't want to be double turned by them either no you really don't but like for instance my the game i played the other day i i went first and i killed two arch regents um which stopped them summoning later at all but yeah, um, no. and, the, I mean, and that... the the zombie dragon was the opposite opposite side of the table because he didn't want to deploy it near my Arcanaut unit and get shot. So I knew yeah. that even over a double turn, it wasn't going to come and hit me. It hit my partner because <laughs> because we were playing doubles, it hit, hit him. But that's like that was death models. I didn't care about them. <laughs> They're not dwarves. Yeah, exactly. They're not real people. <laughs> Who's not uh, real people? They're not dwarves. Direwolves are people. Direwolves and the gas are not real people. Come back here. But anyway, while I was trying to think of that idea, I, I um, oh no, it's in the wrong order. Brent, where's the other list? Wait. No. Squadron switcheroo. Yeah, I made up this. So this is another zilpin. I'm seeing. List. I'm seeing more than one frigate. Explain. Well, it's, it's, an, it's two it's, frigates. It's an Iron Sky squadron. 
That's oh, God. So, Someone's actually done it. <laughs> um, oh, so I haven't tried this out. This is just a theory list. Um, I don't think it's actually got enough frets in it. Um, Come on. But basically, my idea behind this list is you have two frigates, one of which you put in the sky, and then you have Fleetmaster. So Brennan, you, come on, Brennan, you put come. <laughs> you put one on the table, just randomly in a corner somewhere, and you basically, and then you redeploy it. So you deploy everything heavily on one flank, <laughs> um, and basically all of your he- all of your heroes go in one frigate. And then yeah. when they disembark, that means that they are close enough to buff the frigate, uh, the thunderers that are in the one that drops from the sky, which means you can have 15 thunderers rather than 14. Um, and it means right. that... So I've got some deck sweepers in there and eight for cannons, because then you drop nine, like 12 inches away and they can, they'll be in range to shoot with them. So it's got a bit oh, more punch. Buffing the uh, Thunderers then? No, you buffed the Aether Cannons. Oh. Because, like, an Aether Cannon uh, would, is more powerful unbuffed than a buffed rifle anyway. It's just yeah. it has less range, isn't it? I mean, it depends. Like, it depends what you want to target. So Because it's flexible that way. Like, if you want to target something close and you need to do more damage, then you can buff the Aether Cannons. But if you want to put more wounds on something further away, then you buff your rifles. Because you've still got 10 yes, rifles. The Aether Cannons well, get zero hits and wounds, don't they? What if the others, if the Deck Sweepers hit? If the Deck Sweepers cause a wound, then the Aether Cannons can re-roll all failed hits and they wound on a two anyway. But um, they re-roll wounds? Oh, do they not re-roll wounds? No, but they're only ruining on a two. And yeah. then they re-roll all the damage they do, and it's D3 damage. So, yeah, oh, right. and because it's Zilfin, you're re-rolling ones to wound anyway if you're targeting something that flies. So potentially those three cannon shots will be six shots hitting on fours but re-rolling all failed hits, wounding on twos, re-rolling the ones, and then Ren 2, D3 damage, re-roll the damage. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, that could be pretty nasty because like you can pretty much risk re-rolling all the damage ones and damage twos i mean if you were feeling yeah. so cautious you'd only re-roll the ones on the damage but no you, you could do some real hurt with that yeah i can um, see that but the, the problem this list has is it's really only got the funders and the riggers yeah as frets mm. the yeah, the frig- the frigates will do a bit of damage in turn one because they've got two shots because of the squadron. Yeah. And it's a one drop and you've got all of the psych out stuff where you're just... Basically, your opponent's got no idea where anything's going to be because you've got, one tip in the sky. you've got one tip in the sky so they have to spread things out because they won't want it dropping in their deployment zone. And then... The ship with most of your force um, on the table will move. Will move as well. So, yeah. 
and you can deploy it right far back in a corner if you want it. If you want it to let your opponent go first, you can deploy it somewhere where they can just never get to it. And then your other ship's fine because it's in the sky. And then you just... Oh, no, wait, you redeploy it. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you wouldn't want to do that because you have to redeploy it before the game starts. But, yeah. Yeah, and you, you want to you start threatening objectives as well. Mm. Um, okay, let's yeah. go. Okay. All right. Right, have so, a good one, guys. You too. Bye, Hayden. Bye. Bye. Um, so it's an interesting one. I mean, I haven't got two frigates, so I can't actually try it out. I mean, oh yeah. Next I time I, uh, I can try it out. Yeah, next time I, I, think, I mean, I think I my like mate, they wouldn't care. I could put a coke can on the table and say it's a model, <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Yeah, fine." Um, uh, I usually play in the local GW, so they're a bit more stuck up there. Yeah. Um, right. You can at least you can actually play in your your local store because mine's mine's really small and you just can't play. You don't, they don't actually play any games oh. there. Like yeah, have... it's it's. Well, good for playing games. There'll always yeah. be someone in there to play a game with. If yeah. I wanted to, I could play a game every day of the week. Yeah. If I had time. But like, I mean, I've got other local stores I can go and play in. So, like, I mean, I stick to my super and my mates, and I, to be honest, I haven't got the time to go. Like you said, you can't. Like, if you if you had the time, you could go play yeah. every day of the week. But the reality is, you don't have the people don't always have the well, time to do that, do they? Okay, shall we move on to some monolists? See yep. if I can find them because they're not actually in the right order. Okay, is this the first one? Yeah. So, this is a Monalis with Brock Ronson. So, uh, to explain mm. Monar for people that don't know, basically the allegiance abilities for Monar is you get to uh, run and shoot in your first turn, um, and you can take a command trait that lets basically your hero, anything within three inches of your hero, um, you pick a enemy unit in the shooting phase, and then anything that's within three inches of your of that general can re-roll all failed hit rolls. And then they've got another thing about bravery in the mm-hmm. enemy territory. And you can pile in attack once per game, can't you, in the hero phase. All enemy units in thing... combat with you are neg one bravery as well. Oh yeah, and that. yeah, which is actually important. Um, but so so this list is just to really high, highlight some synergy you can build with Brock because Brock has the command ability that lets you um, run and charge. Yeah. So turn one, you're running, charging, shooting the whole lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's nineteen hundred points. So you start with two command points, and Ooh. then you get yeah, and then you get one when you start your turn. Um, um you got three, and the other thing that's interesting is I've got the Ava Quartz brooch into in there. So oh yeah, so you've got a ghost chemist. Pardon. You got the ghost chemist who ignores her end? No, no, this is the one that gives you extra command points. So every time you use a command point, 
you roll a dice and on a five plus you get another one. Oh right. So this is like potentially this is like a massive command point farm. Yeah. But we haven't got anything to use them on. But it's just interesting. I mean I guess build that. I don't think you need you don't three need command points to start the game with. No, you don't, but then the way the points work out it's just the way it is. Um, yeah. It, like, you either end up with none, which isn't enough, or you end up with two. It's just... Yeah. Uh, you can't make the points work out any difference. You don't need the air, of course, bro. It's just fun that you can put it in there, really. Um, yeah. But Do you so, need that trigger, though? Y- um, In this version... Yeah, I mean, I've got three different versions of Monalis here that I'm going to show. Um, so, yeah, the, the reason you, I think, because there's three different things that you can use to get your riggers across the table. Yeah. And that's why I've got three different Monalis I want to show. Um, but I think you need at least two of them in a list, but not necessarily all of them. So the frigate gives you an extra four-inch move when you when you disembark. Yeah. And so you then it just helps like because if you really want to get your riggers across the table, you get four inches plus twelve plus your run, which you can guarantee to be a six if you want to, plus your charge. Um you don't necessarily need oh the frigate also makes it low drop. You kind of yeah. need your low drop. Um like you could take it out and have Although you could have an, another six-man unit, oh, you can make those into nine-man ending rigger units if you don't have the frigate, though. But the trouble is with that, then, is your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drops. Which oh, means... you're gonna get you're gonna get out dropped pretty much every game. Yeah. But you want to go second anyway, really? Yeah. But then, do you want? Uh, yeah, I mean. But you want to control that, don't you? You don't want to be forced to. You, I mean, you might. You don't necessarily mind being forced to go first, but it depends. Like, I kind of like having that control. Yeah, but I mean, you have the speed that if you do go first, you can still do things. Yeah, but the thing is with with this is there's no grapnel launchers. No. So, because you don't have grapnel. It is possible for someone just to work out how far you can get with those riggers and then just deploy far enough back and then just say, fine, you go first. And then you can't yeah. actually help. Right? Um, so, yeah. Um, but it's got three threats because you've got 30 Arconauts re-rolling failed hits. And then you've got yep. Brock's kind of a threat. He's not a massive threat, but he's big he enough can... to go and do some work. He can take a, a terror guys if he gets to fight first. Yeah. The, but, the way I envision yeah. this list working is kind of um, going in waves. So you said one unit across and then the next turn you said another unit across and then the no, potentially. That's I mean, piecemeal. That's piecemeal. That, that's going to get you killed real quickly. Reckon? You, you need an overwhelming force in one section of the board. But the, the thing is, if you send two units into combat, one of them will die. 
Like you can't charge with two units in the same time. You can potentially charge with a unit of Riggers and Brock because Brock can like tag an end unit. Can't yeah, he? he can. He can survive a little. But I mean, essentially, those like you'll send one unit of Riggers across, and one unit of Riggers will sit behind. So you have the two units of ten Arcanauts screening the thirty company. Um, yeah. One unit of riggers yeah. will sit the same way you sit your evocators. Yep. And what okay. that means is you can do a bait what? thing where someone comes into them and then you, you they, go, they go first, someone comes into them and then you have your turn and then your riggers pile an attack in the hero phase, chemist buffed. Yep. And then go and and then you can send a unit off somewhere where they're not expecting it because they think that's all tied up. Yeah, and I guess the first unit is just like it, it goes, it kills one thing and then it dies. Uh, yeah. But that one thing can be a pretty important thing. Yeah. Uh, def- like, uh, Terrorgeist. Yeah, it all depends. Well, you, if you charge a unit of rigets into a Terrorgeist, so you're not killing it because <laughs> it's going to attack first. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But that's why you got 30, 30 Arcanauts. We roll the crowd hits. Um, but yeah, this list is really just to show the synergy you can do at Brock. So let's move on and show another synergy you can do. Uh, so this is a bit more interesting, I think. Something that people probably might not have thought of. And it's an old list of mine. That I played basically when AS2 first started. After, yeah. uh, after, mm. after, after, basically straight after the Zilfin nerf. Yeah. So, and I wasn't convinced about Brock at that time. And so I was like, well, what can I do with this run and the run and shoot? So basically, you see there's 12 engine makers there with four sky hooks. Yep. So oh, what, okay. Yeah, that that's the interesting part, part of the list because basically, you've got uh, well, this one's got an ironclad in it. You could do it for frigate and then spend points elsewhere. Um, but you have your ship, um, and you disembark four inches. Then you run with your riggers. Uh, you run them eighteen inches. So in total, with the with the disembark, you're moving 22 inches. Oh, but the riggers won't be able to charge after that. No, but here's the thing. You move 22 inches, and your opponent is going to be 24 inches away. So you're, you're, stop, you're actually really only move 21 inches because you yeah. have to stop. 20. And then you buff the skyhooks and the saws on that rigger unit. You shoot... Hmm. Yeah, you shoot something with the skyhooks, and if you, because if you wound with, uh, I think, or yeah, if you cause, cause another thing, you, you get to move you D6 move. inches, and that Towards does. The unit that you, well, you have to end up closer to the unit that you shot at. Yeah, but Which... you're, you, but you can move a millimeter closer to it, and then yep. move forward. Um, yeah. But basically, you can move within three inches when you do that. So you can move into combat without oh, charging can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's a, um, there's a d- designer's commentary that clarifies it, or there used to be, 
um, I'm not sure if it still exists actually, because I might have to check there. But you basically, whenever there's a move that says, oh, you can move X amount of inches, if, unless it says, but you must end with it more than three inches away from enemy units, hmm. it says that you can go within three inches. That's so very it, interesting. So you can walk into combat with it. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, got, I, I played it at a tournament and I played against uh, Free Guild. Yeah. Oh, and have... then they don't get to Overwatch. No, they didn't, and they were they were a bit disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine the salt flow. Yeah, uh, um, you're not going to play Free Guild very often. And to be honest, it was only um, oh, it was a disappointing tournament actually because there was only four players. But to to actually have the the only time I tried using this list to actually have a come up against a Free Guild opponent was quite funny. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, so I think if, if that's how that works, that's really interesting, and I want to actually try that. Yeah. The the trouble you um, have with it is you don't necessarily... Mm. You can't get that far. So say if you're playing in a tournament and they got knife to the heart, it's not far oh. enough. Yeah. Or one of the diagonal deployments, it can be a bit awkward. Or even if, like, the thing you want to target with that rigger unit... Isn't directly opposite them. It can be a bit of a problem. Yeah, like if you roll well, I mean, six, if you roll a six when you roll for that d six move, it's quite good because it's like you move six. But if you roll a one, like if they're directly opposite and you roll a one, you can still get into combat. But um, yeah, still pile in as well. I guess I would just switch the ironclad for the frigate and get more get a thirty man Arcanaut company unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is I basically recreated the list I had at the time. Um, but I think, yeah, now I would take it with a frigate because I'm not sure if you'd actually you don't need the space yeah. for the, the riggers. Um, yeah, I just want to, yeah, because also you don't need to be this is two drop and you don't need to be, yeah, so you'd save 120 points. And you'd spend, yeah, then you save 100, you spend another 20 to buff up the Arconauts. And you'd actually yeah. be sitting at 1,900 points again, like the other list. Because um, that's just Which the way. Which two command points, or because you don't really need them as much in this one. Well, you, you definitely need to make the riggers run six. Like, mm. if they don't run. You, but you obviously you get one when you start the game. Yeah. So but you but could you use could... those extra hundred points for an uh something. Uh, do I the vex the vexilla night night uh the one with the wings and the Latin. Oh, the Azeros. Azeros, yeah. Is he only a hundred? Yeah, a hundred points. Run him up with yeah. them. Give him the ones to hit. Oh yeah, because that'd be really. That affects shooting now as well, doesn't it? It affects shooting and combat, yeah. Yeah, well, because so, what will be good about that is that will help the riggers hit with the skyhooks. Oh, yeah, it would. And then you'd be more guaranteed to 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 get them in. Yeah, all right. So exchange the Ironclad for uh, 10 Arconauts and, uh, and uh, Azeroth. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. But, yeah, I basically wanted to show because I'm not entirely sure. 
how well this works. I mean, I think it depends on, like, say if you're going to a tournament and you, you know what the battle plans are going to be, then if they're all ones where, like, you're 24 inches away or 18 inches away, then it's quite... And they're not like the diagonal ones or something like Night of the Heart, then it's pretty good. Um, but it it can fail quite easily, like, if you don't cause any wounds with those skyhooks. Yeah. You, you're going to have eight shots, but, you know, you're hitting on four of them. But the, the Night Azeroth is a good call, because... Yeah, you can getting that rerolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think you know, in some ways, it's safer with the grapnels. But the other thing is, here you've got another unit of six with this as a so, little backup. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, if you if you play an eighteen-inch apart deployment, you can actually keep oh, the twelve riggers back. And use them as a shooting threat, and you send in the six riggers because by the time you disembark, you're moving 16 inches across anyway, and without running, and then you can just yeah, charge you'll in. Yeah, you'll be in range. So you've got a choice of, like, in the 18 inch apart deployments, you can send in the six riggers, keep the 12 ones back, and just send eight skyhook shots across. Yeah. Although, actually, you know, you wouldn't because you would buff your big unit of Arkham Company, wouldn't you? Uh, when it's, when it's, if it's 30 men, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but also, they get the plus one to hit against heroes, so... It's always... Yeah. yeah. But it's also then, like, you can... Um, um, like, say, if they deploy out of range of your Archelots, you can use that rigger unit to, as more of a mobile shooting platform. Yeah. Okay. Move on. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I really like that list. I'm actually going to... I might actually try it. Try it out. Cool. Um, with, with the changes, but yeah. Yeah, no. yeah with the changes, I think it's a good idea. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely better with the changes. Okay. I just have to um, convert all my uh, sky... Uh, the Gatnel launchers back into Skyhawks. <laughs> well, no, to be honest, like, they look so similar. It's the same weapon, just with a different pokey bit on the end, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but uh, my my group is very uh, the GW is very particular. I, I I reckon, yeah. I mean, maybe in a, in a GW store, like I reckon most places, if you said to someone, these these are, are like skyhooks or these are grapnels, they'd be like, fine. <laughs> like it's not like it's an axe, and you're saying it's. A gun. It's like, like it's the same. It's the same gun, but with a different pokey bit on the end, isn't it? So, yeah. I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah, I'll I'll be interested to know how you go on with it. I mean, I I did okay okay with it. I mean, the tournament I played at had knife to the heart in it, and then that was when I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't work too well. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And then, and then it worked really well against the free guild, and then. Yeah, and then I played Death, and yeah. um, it was okay. Didn't go well against Death. I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. I think it went okay. I think the sky. I think their Deathless minions. They saved all the Skyhook wounds. Okay. I think that was what happened. Or no, I no, I went Hell for Leather, 
against oh no in fact i did have a completely different list i think or it's somehow different i can't remember how because i'm i think i had it was a while ago it was a long time ago it was like last year i tried to kill nagash town one oh um or... it's possible with, with yeah. ko it's possible i i i got close but it's just got all those extra saves after the save yeah but... it yeah uh, it i've done it with with enough Arcan- with the 24 light skyhawks i've done it but it's it's a hit and miss yeah. yes it's not guaranteed is it by any means um no Nope. Anyway, let's move right. on to this next one. Next thing. Uh, this yeah. is Monar, but to be honest, you could play it in Zilfin or Urbals. It doesn't really rely on like the run and shoot. No, that many capital launches. No. Uh, although you give them, you gave them drill cannons. Uh, well, your one unit's got drill cannons. One unit's got grapnels. Ah, uh, it okay. says four, but it should be three. Um, basically, one rigger unit, it's a shooter unit, and one's a combat unit. You could put on the the one with the drill cannons. You could put body guns as well if you wanted. Um, I mean, at that point, they are shooting units and not combat units. I mean, it depends on whether you want it to be like a all shooter unit or you want it to be like a half, like a utility piece. Because you've got the forty light skyhooks as a um, the forty man unit of Arconauts. That's a shooty unit anyway. Yeah, I was um, very disappointed with the body guns the last time I used them. Really? But they hit on fours with the ending riggers. Yeah, but then when you want to target heroes with them, they hit on fives. Is oh, the because look at uh, yeah. yeah, and at that point they're not hitting much at all. Um, no. Nope. And that's like if you've got, a, if you really want to have that unit that has that such a big threat range that you can really pick out a unit and kill it, it's normally going to be a hero that you want to kill. You do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, obviously, and that's why the drill cannons are still good because you can put them on a nearby unit and then splash the mortal wounds onto the hero. Uh, what well, have you fig- found that you roll sixes that often that it actually splashes? You won't splash a huge amount, but at least you can. In some ways, it's like when you like with the volley guns. I found you might do like a cut one or two wounds with them, and I was just like, "Well, that's just disappointing." I mean, I mean, maybe I got unlucky with when I was using them, but um, the main point behind this list is just to show that really, if you just want to send a, a a bunch of riggers in turn one you don't have to faff about with um run and shoot and charge or you know that complicated thing with the sky hooks you can just put in some grapnel launchers <laughs> yeah, it's launchers, get there. yeah although with that many grapnel launchers you really gotta stop putting this figure in there well yeah again it's it's a debate about how many drops is important, isn't it? It, it is is got is having the power of the first turn really worth two hundred and forty points? Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I, but... I, 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 I know. We we 
you want you want a boat in there with a with a boat dwarves, but they're just yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? As as well, you you want to have yeah. You, you want the of, boat. You feel like you need a at least one, don't you? But then, um, yeah, do you? It's 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 dragging you down. Yeah, <laughs> it's an anchor. Um, oh, oh, one other thing before we move on, because because I, I don't think there's much to talk about, is because they're all very similar. These lists. Um, I just wanted to show the different uh, synergies. Yeah, some examples is good. Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't covered that I think pretty much all three of these Monar lists had was the Earbuster. Oh yeah. Because I think that's really yeah. good in Monar. Because it, first of all, it hits on fours and it's 3d6 attacks. So getting reroll failed hits on it is pretty, pretty baller. And then because you're, uh, you're not minus one to bravery, right? don't you add one to enemy? I can't remember. You um, do something to your enemy's bravery that works out that basically they, it's either it's, it's equivalent to minus one to bravery or plus yeah, one to basically. their roles, isn't it? So basically. Yeah, so basically, with an earbuster and then re-rolling failed hits, you've got much more chance of causing a wound with the earbuster, and yeah. with the you'll also make one more model run away. It just synergizes and, nicely. And the the earbuster can be really devastating against hordes, yeah. like really even skeletons, even because you can't um, command points. Uh, you can't stop the that the earbuster going off with command points because that only that command ability only works in the battle shock phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so the earbuster, you can you can basically they might have command points and just keep stopping their units from running away with it, but the earbuster will get through that. Yeah, exactly. It also gets through. I've got forty models, so I get plus four to my um my bravery because that also only um. Counts in the battleshock phase. Oh, I think that actually counts whenever you take a battleshock test. No, only in the battle. Oh, it only counts in the taking battleshock tests in the battleshock phase. Uh, are you sure? Because I mean, I'm ninety percent sure. I, I thought that was just about like, oh, here's how you calculate a battleshock test, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm ninety yeah. percent sure it only affects it in the battle shock phase. If like if I'm playing a game, I, if your opponent like like I yeah, I mean if your opponent says, oh yeah, I don't get my um my plus one or my plus two or whatever to bravery. Are you? Yeah. Things like that, like uh, the ghouls with their screeching. Because that's in the shooting phase, it also doesn't affect that. Yeah, well, yeah, I just thought it was um, like um, like that's how you calculate battle shock. I don't um, think. So. The rules. We we can look it up. Uh, oh, so long. Yeah. So to make a battle shock roll. Roller dice. Add the number of models from that unit that have been slain this turn to the dice roll, and add one to the unit's bravery characteristic for every ten models that are in the unit when the test is taken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say in the battleship phase. 
All right. So, I mean, it's okay, listed so the... in the rules under the Battleshock phase, but then... But it, it says for just generic, generic Battleshock tests. Okay. Yeah. So that's so... Just basically that's how you make a Battleshock <laughs> roll, but... The the ghoul the ghoul screeching gets past it, but the our our, our thing does not. But I mean, it still gets past the um, the command point inspiring presence, which is yeah. which is pretty key. Um, it doesn't. I mean, a lot of armies are getting battleshock immunity again recently from like terrain pieces and stuff. But, oh yeah, yeah. But but what? I, sorry, go on. It's it's very it's it's still a very effective tactic if you can get it off if you can do enough damage beforehand before you mm. use the earbuster, you can yeah. really put some hurt on a unit. I, yeah, I've used it to great effect. Uh, what I like about it in Monar is because because the chemist can is likely to be re-rolling failed hit rolls. You go from maybe causing one wound. Uh, with with an earbus or two, to actually like against like those more elite units that have like three wounds or two wounds each, you more because yeah. you have to slay a model with it, so you're more likely to slay a model with the earbuster as well. So it actually means okay. that you can, yeah. yeah, you're more likely to be able to um, force a battle shock test on you know with some of those bigger unit uh, beastier boys, aren't you? Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. It's it, it's a very good relic. It, oh, the other the, the another thing with it is though you need it needs the chemist to be within ten inches of an enemy unit. Yeah, and if the chemist is within ten inches of an enemy unit, then he's in trouble. Yeah, you don't like what one thing I'd I'd like to point. Hello. I think you cut out. 